Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 111 of The Path Podcast. I am Jason. Hey, I'm Derek. And we are so glad that you've decided to join us on The Path this week. We're continuing on in our Person of Interest series here at Lafayette First. Uh, And yesterday, we talked about the fact that um, God had intricately laid out a plan for... um, for Jesus to come along and all of these signs that pointed to who Jesus would be and how Jesus is the fulfillment of all of these Old Testament prophecies. So, um, Derek, maybe just for a few minutes, walk us through kind of a recap and then uh, we'll look at some handles to hold on to. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, this is what uh, J. Warner Wallace calls the prophetic views. Mm-hmm. We've looked at the cultural views. Uh, the religious fuse. or spiritual yeah. fuse, mm-hmm. and now this is the prophetic fuse. And you know, um, many times people will count the Bible out mm-hmm. as um, <clears throat> you know verifiable evidence or credible evidence. And right. I, I think we laid out a good um, way to help us see that not is credible. You yeah. know, because you've got you have um, you have prophets. From the Old Testament, um, Judaic prophets, uh, Hebraic prophets, who, you know, whether you believe they had a word from the Lord or not, were able to predict Mm -hmm. historical uh, things happening. Yeah. The fall of Babylon, uh, the fall of Tyre, the fall of Nineveh, Mm -hmm. uh, so on and so forth, Um, you know. The, these predictions. So, you know, as, you know, a cold case detective would, you know, these, these quote-unquote informants mm-hmm. help us see that there's credible information in the right. Old Testament because these prophets actually predicted things that really happened. Yeah. And so we, sh- we should at least listen to them. And that's kind of what we talked about Um but Peter says the same thing, right, mm-hmm. uh, in a new way, and from the other side of it all, you know. And yeah. he basically tells us in First uh, Peter one ten and through twelve. I'll just go ahead and read it. Yeah. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that would come to you searched and carefully investigated. I love that that word is yeah. there in the CSB, uh, just because of this series. But yeah, um, I love that it ties in there. They inquired into what time or what circumstances the Spirit of Christ within them was indicating when he testified in advance to the sufferings of Christ and to the glories that would follow. Mm -hmm. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you. And we can plug ourselves kind of in a parenthetical you there. Because uh, Peter's talking to, you know, <laughs> believers first after century the fact, believers, yeah. <laughs> but parenthetically we're in that. Too. Yeah, yeah. And these things have now been announced to you through those who preach the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. I love this. Angels long to catch a glimpse yeah. of these things. You know, the angels are envious of, if you can say angels are envious, but right. they, they uh, you know, look on how we have seen the the promise of Messiah, which is salvation, yeah, uh, through these Old Testament prophets, you know. So P- Peter's reaching back and saying, "Hey, all the things that were written, mm-hmm. God put those together so that, I mean, the Spirit of Christ inside of these prophets mm-hmm. spoke to these things about what would come, and you got to observe it, yeah. Like you got to this salvation came to you; it, it's delivered unto you. 
uh, by by gospel preaching, by word of mouth, mm-hmm. and you believe in it because of that. And that's something that the angels look on with like excitement and joy, right. you know, yeah. um, 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 and would love to have a glimpse mm-hmm. yeah. of that themselves. Yeah, I, I love that there's a couple of um, sections in the New Testament where um, apostles, like, you know, you think about Peter, and then Paul does this too, where... Um, you know, they, they say, hey, I'm preaching the gospel to you, mm-hmm. but li- listen, don't take my word for it. Yeah. Like, look at look at the prophets. Mm-hmm. And they all said it, and you got to see it. Or like, yeah. you yeah. know, Paul says, hey, listen, if you don't believe me, go talk to the mm-hmm. people who saw him rise up into the air. Yeah. Like, they're still alive. Go talk yeah. to them, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and I love that that, um, that plays into this whole idea of how God had this intricate plan mm-hmm. and syst- that he systematically lays out yeah. uh, to give us both salvation, but also assurance of that salvation, yeah. Oh, yeah. which is incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and, and the fact that that these <clears throat> Christians that were speaking about the Holy Spirit and preaching in this day, yeah, they, they were part of observing Jesus raised from the dead yeah. and ascended to heaven. And, yeah. you know, they, they, they were... They were eyewitnesses, or closely related to eyewitnesses, right. that saw it all take place, and and we forget that because sometimes we, I think, even we Christians, we we observe the Bible as just this ancient book, mm-hmm. but like it's ancient book of people's eyewitness stories and right. eyewitness accounts, you know, and 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 it's a unified story. Um, written by, you know, 40 authors yeah. over, you know, thousands of years that just tells the same interwoven story, mm-hmm. you know. And so that that alone is a feat that sure that is impo- would be impossible with it without it being um, uh, accurate, I yeah. think, and, and reliable, yeah. credible. Um, and I, I think that's the thing here is that, like, we can't believe these things because there's reasons to believe them, and we don't have to just like, well, you know, take it all by faith, right? Um, but then, like, just yesterday, this was not even in my notes, but the Lord led me to say, but you can know all these things conceptually, mm-hmm. and if you never act upon faith, right, you you failed as well. Yeah. So it it is this this amalgam, this this uh, this. Uh, uh, you know, blend of understanding and knowledge, and the mm-hmm. ability to say, look, and say, "Hey, this is credible information," but also to say, "I'm going to believe it." Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to give my life to this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wrap my life around it. That too is a great credibility to um, the uh, early Christians. I mean, they they continued this lifestyle. Fully devoted mm-hmm. in the face of death right. and persecution. That tells me they they believed it. Yeah. They believed it. You know, like P- Peter, we have an account of Peter denying Christ three times, you know. Yeah. And then the rooster crowing and all that <clears throat> took place. Well, once the Holy Spirit came on the scene and indwelled them in the upper room, yeah. empowered them to do ministry, you don't have that anymore. Right. You know, these guys... They're sold out. Every single one of them, except for John, uh, died, um, uh, was martyred yeah. for their faith. John, too, was persecuted because we know he's on the Isle of, of Patmos mm-hmm. uh, in prison. Um, you know, but but um, yeah, but didn't end up dying just as Jesus declared. You know that he wouldn't. So, it, it, you know, it's 
why would these people do that? Right. You know, if it wasn't real. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think you're exactly right. I, one of the things that I really appreciate about the series that we're going through is that there, there is all of this credible evidence that is unmistakable, and it's a it, to use the the terms uh, from the book that that inspired this, the uh, from J. Warner Wallace's personal venture. It's an airtight case, mm-hmm. um, but it's an airtight case that requires an action of response. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I can't, it, it's one of those things like I, I've told people before that you, you can't come face to face with the real Jesus and go, oh, that's neat, and yeah. then just go about your life mm-hmm. like as if nothing happened. Yeah. Um, but that it, it requires a response, and you see that response yeah. exemplified through yeah. the disciples, like you're saying, that they gave their lives for it. Is it is it Josh McDowell and other apologists that wrote the book uh, evidence that requires a verdict yeah. Yeah, or demands a verdict. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it is. Th- that's the exact same thing. It's this <clears throat> idea that there's enough evidence here. You got to do something with it. Yeah, you can't just look at it and say, "Oh, well, cool," you know, and right. just keep living. You have to change, do something in your life. Mm-hmm. One of two things. Right. One of two things: believe and follow mm-hmm. wholeheartedly and devotedly. Or ignore and just live your life in your own way. But yeah. um, one has a reward and one has a consequence. Right, exactly. So Yeah, I think it's it's a the point that like agnosticism is like an, an untenable position. Mm-hmm. But you can't just believe nothing. Yeah. You you either trust that mm-hmm. the gospel is true yeah. or you choose to not believe it. Yeah. And um and, and you choose to, to go in the opposite direction of mm-hmm. it. And and that's why I think that um, so a series like this is so important for us. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, you know, I think this comes to from from something we've talked about on the podcast quite a bit. I think more more than on like Sunday mornings. But mm-hmm. you know, right now there's just it seems like in vogue to oh yeah to um, um, deconstruct your yeah. faith. You know, and it's like that's a dangerous place to be in, man. If yeah. you're these folks de- deconstructing is that I mean you're you're essentially saying I once believed this yeah. and I choose not to right and I, I don't know how you can do that because yeah. the evidence is there uh, and it's almost this bold face like I don't care right um, and that's dangerous because the Bible calls that apostasy and um, and um, you know we got to be real careful right um, um with how we how we respond to who Jesus is. Yeah, I agree. I think and I think that's part of the you use the term in vogue. What it is like the cool thing to do right now. It seems like that. Yeah, yeah I, for I, some yeah. people it's I, that's that's really too strong of a term, but like mm-hmm. um but it seems like that's the only reasoning behind that is just because just because I can. I'm just going to choose to do that. Well, I've li- I've yeah. it's bothered me. So I've I've sure. ended up listening to a lot of these people and what they say in it. It, some of them, it just seems very. Um, it seems like they're in some way shaking their fist at God. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, with that. And then claiming I just don't believe in you anymore, but it's mm-hmm. like, well, who are you talking to then? Right, you know, right. It's like if you don't believe, like who are you talking to? Right. Um, it seems like just a shake of the fist in the in the yeah. face of God. I agree. The couple that I've listened to that have talked about why they did it, it very much seems like. Yeah, the pressure around me was just too much. I just yeah. want to give in to the sinful mm-hmm. desires. And, yeah. And I, I just don't want to I don't well, want to I mean, fight against it anymore. And yeah, I guess, you know, 
kudos to you for being honest. Right. But but then like I've seen others that that almost follow. Oh, that. I agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Like they follow like another person like trepidatiously even. Yeah. But it's like I'm willing to follow this guy and what he thinks mm-hmm. more than God. Yeah. That's dangerous. Absolutely. That's dangerous. Absolutely. I mean shaking your fist in the face of God is is quite dangerous too. Yeah. But to follow a man right instead of God and almost mm-hmm. it's almost like it's almost like, dude, you know what you're doing, don't you? I think right. you know what you're doing. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, and, and it's, it's not hard. just the sh- it's the shaking the fist and thumb in your nose oh, at yeah. God. Like yeah. insult to injury kind of oh, thing. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's um, yeah, it's just it's just that is I don't think you can do that. Like right. if you look at the evidence, mm-hmm. if you see these things that we're seeing here, yeah. you know, uh, can, can you be a skeptic? Yeah. Like, sure. I, I yeah. think, I think that makes sense, you know, especially if you've never been a believer. Like I think, you know, uh, Jay Warner Wallace, his story, yeah. uh, Lee Strobel, I love that story, you know, um, um, C.S. Lewis, yeah. you know, these, these former skeptics, atheists, um, that were not Christians, mm-hmm. uh, but examined <laughs> the evidence and ended up becoming right. Christians and sold out. So, you know, I mean, being sold out, so, you know, right. as that. Uh, <clears throat> and I think, you know, a lot of us, though, we, we just kind of go through the motions of, right. you know, well, this is what I grew up in. This is what my mama taught me. I believe mm-hmm. it, but like, I don't know much about it. Why do I believe it? You right. Know? And we just, you know, uh, what is it? First Timothy or Second Timothy? Study to show thyself approved, mm-hmm. workman who uh, you know needs not be ashamed. Rightly, rightly dividing the word of truth. Right. It's important for us to to look at these things, understand these things, yeah. examine these things, um, and and um, and test them even. Sure. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. They're going to prove true. Yeah. That, and that's that's really that was kind of my experience because I. I came to faith at nine years old, and and I'm not I'm not um, saying this is a derogatory thing, but I, by the grace of God, I grew up in a Christian home mm-hmm. and had people who were pouring into me and saying, "Hey, this is who Jesus is," and I believed it mm-hmm. and because it was true. It's yeah. not it's not that I be, I was misled, but then I had a real awakening in my own heart as I got older and started mm-hmm. studying Scripture yeah. and started digging into things and going. Holy cow, yeah. this is incredible. Yeah. Our God is amazing, and mm-hmm. he reveals himself to us. Yeah. And uh, I, I remember, um, <laughs> like, the one thing that, that really sort of blew my mind, and I had been studying up to this point, but my first day of seminary, first day of seminary, first class was Greek. Started mm-hmm. the day with that. And the first day in class, like, teacher came out of the gate swinging, which was incredible. But we talked about, you know, on, on the cross— Jesus says in in Greek, tetelestai, which means it is finished, but it's in a tense that it's finished, but it has implications that reach into the future. And I remember just like, I I think in in class, I'm like leaning forward on the edge of my seat kind of thing, listening, and then just going, oh my goodness. Like sitting back and hearing that and going, that changes everything. Like just that one Mm -hmm. verb changes everything. And, um, and, and so it's, it's true that we have to do this study so that our faith deepens, not, Mm -hmm. not so that we become 
scholars of Greek, mm-hmm. just for the sake of being Greek scholars, or that we know this book so well. Mm-hmm. But as we learn more of how God reveals himself to us, the natural response is, I love this God yeah. more and more deeply. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, yeah, and I think there is can be a fine line of, sure. of intellectual pursuit mm-hmm. versus um, I am learning so that I can worship God more. Yeah. Uh, um, definitively and uh, wholeheartedly mm-hmm. um and, and but you know <laughs> at least try you yeah, know and, absolutely uh if, if it ends up that you you know i mean god can god can work with that he can he you can. know his word does not go out and return void it, it yeah. accomplishes what it is you know yeah well and i can to attest do. to the fact that you know, as a PhD student, I'm still learning things about who, who my God is, not just mm-hmm. intellectually and information wise, but just yeah. how God works in my life mm-hmm. that that deepen my worship for him yeah. in a way that can't happen if I'm if you're not studying mm-hmm. God's word. Yeah. yeah. I mean it this this is what God gave us. Mm-hmm. This Bible is what God gave us to say, Hey, you wanna know who I am? Here's my word. Yeah. Yeah. Why would we not then dig into this with yeah, a fine-tooth yeah. comb and Absolutely. say, God, yes, let me see who you are so that yeah. it might reveal more of yourself to well, you? Well, and this series is a little different than what we normally do. Sure. Th- that is why we normally take a book of the Bible and walk through it systematically yeah. and yeah. say, this is who God, God has revealed himself to be. You mm-hmm. know? And we try to kind of bounce around so we're not always in you know the New Testament or right. not always in the Old Testament, but we're kind of... Giving a get a full picture of who God a is. A full biblical theology of yeah. understanding who God is, and just this uh, interwoven idea that God is, um, you know, uh, systematically revealing himself, revealing to us. Yeah. who He is. <laughs> yeah, um, and that um, you know, um, you know, ultimately everything's pointing to Christ. Yeah, it's clear. Absolutely, you know, and that was the thing we looked at. You know, Job. And Moses kind of start off a few little things. Mm-hmm. The, the psalmist, David, Solomon, Asaph, they, they show a few little things. Mm-hmm. And then you got some prophets, Samuel, Joel, Hosea, Micah, Amos. You know, they show a little bit. Then you got Isaiah, and he just gives us yeah. so much information. <laughs> Let's pull the top off Who the thing, Messiah yeah. is going to be. You got Ezekiel. You got so many. And then you have Daniel, who helps <clears throat> us see so clearly yeah. uh, and gives a time frame to it. And Jesus meets every single one of those things. Right. You know, and that's that's the cool thing is that it just, it's like this fuse really is burning right. throughout the history of time, uh, what the Old Testament recounts. And as it, as it uh, progresses closer to the moment, mm-hmm. it's like it just speeds up and more stuff is coming in and, yeah. and making itself known uh, through all that. And right. All that. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think a great point to make is that like Daniel and Isaiah, it's not like they knew of this guy named Jesus and was like, I think this guy could be it. No, no, no. That was hundreds of years mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. Jesus incarnated here mm-hmm. on earth. And and Jesus fulfilled all of those yeah. things, yeah, which is incredible. Yeah, well, and that, you know, maybe this is where we can close. Um, yeah. You know, that, uh, I this was not a part, um, J. Warner Wallace mentions it in his study guide, but I think he takes a different approach mm-hmm. in, in a video. But what I love, uh, I, I love this quote from Peter Stoner, who was a professor of mathematics and astronomy yeah, yeah, yeah. and wrote the book Science Speaks and tells us that, like, 
the probability of one person accidentally fulfilling even eight Just of eight these of them, prophecies yeah. is, you know, one in one hundred quadrillion. That's the right. the ratio. You know, it's yeah. one in ten to the seventeenth power. But like yeah. that's that's a lot of zeros. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot and, of zeros. Yeah, you know, and, and then you've got you we talked about this, you know, yeah. illustration of covering yeah. text. It's a great illustration. I've heard it before, I, but it's a yes. great one, yeah. So it's a great good. illustration. And the you know, so that's like someone putting a bunch <clears throat> of silver dollars two feet deep on the entirety of Texas, yeah. marking one with an X Telling someone who's blindfolded to go and find it, basically. Right. Yeah. And then picking it up on the first try. Picking it up on the first try. There's no way. Yeah. And that's just eight. The Old Testament, uh, uh, the right, well, the gospel writers, you know, they mentioned 50 times, mm-hmm. over 50 times, that the Old Testament prophecies about the Messiah were fulfilled in Christ. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, how can you deny it? Right. That this is the legit. This is the real deal. Mm-hmm. This is what we ought to believe in wholeheartedly. Yeah, and give our hearts to, give our lives to. Mm-hmm. And I think it speaks to our our need for to continue to share the gospel, to be mm-hmm. evangelists. Yeah. I mean the the uh, the prince of the powers of the air is still at work blinding mm-hmm. people oh, to yeah. the to the truth, and yeah. and uh, it gives us encouragement to keep going. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean. That's the whole point of this series right. and the emphasis leading up to Easter is that, you know, Jesus does still matter. Yeah. And he matters for everyone, not just right. Christians. But he he is the most important person in history, and you've got to do something with him. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, here's where we turn it over to you. A couple of things. Number one, what thoughts do you have on how all this evidence that we have in Scripture that points to Jesus? We would love to have a discussion about that. But then also, what questions do you have that um, how could we as your pastors help you walk through some of this evidence? Um, one of the things that I think um, historically in the church, we, we have had trouble with being willing to ask questions. And we're here to say, hey, let's ha- let's ask the questions. It's okay to wonder, how does all this fit together? Um, and we'd love to be able to have a conversation with you and, and answer some questions that you might have. You can email us at thepath at lafayettefirst.life, and we'd love to start a conversation with you. And again, even try to answer some of those questions here on this podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Um, but next week, we're going to continue on. It's Palm Sunday this coming Sunday. Uh, it's crazy to me that Easter is already here. It's come up quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're excited about it. And uh, until next time, I am Jason. I'm Derek. We hope you'll join us as we continue down the path.